a greyhound to the county line She's reading Marx and Lenin all the time She says, Jesus freak, you're such a fool I say, Satan loves you, thinks you're cool She's a socialist of the highest degree I'm a communist, her mother hates me You're an anarchist, you don't want anything from me I'm a Satanist, at least that's what I think I might be That's Vix That's Asher and, and this, this is Speak, Speak of the, the Devil. <laughs> the chillest satanic podcast on the web. Yeah. In fact, we're so chill that we've barely been updating lately. We've been busy. We've been so busy. Actually, we're our podcast may be chill, but we are not. Yeah. We've been doing all the things. So many things. Having a church, going to seminary trying to survive fire season in the dystopian late capitalist hellscape that is california we fun um you know dressing up as alistair crowley and jerome paulett for halloween oh yeah we did have a couple's costume it was pretty cute no one knew what it was of course not they um, asked me if i was an elf i was very offended yeah yeah no one asked me no one suggested anything for me. No, they said that guy thought you were Barbie. Oh, right. That guy did think <laughs> I was Barbie or a princess. Well, I mean, isn't that kind of like every little girl's career choices? Or maybe that's actually like little gay boys, come to think of it. Maybe. <laughs> Those were your career choices when you were a small child, yes? Well, that and bride. Barbie, a bride, or a princess. Yep. Or a Barbie bride princess. Yeah, I really wanted to be a queen, though, more than a princess. You are, dear. You I know. Are. I was a princess, and I grew up to be a queen. <sighs> yes, dear. So, what are we talking about today? Today, we are trying to wrap up our series on the Clipote, which uh, hopefully we'll manage to do. It turned into a three-parter, which is fine. It's a big topic. Yep, and you can get real intense with it. I know that in the beginning we were like, maybe it has to be a two-parter. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, <clears throat> today we are talking, oh, by the way, before we get any deeper into this, if for some reason this is the first episode of Speak of the Devil that you're listening to... Please go back to at least the first of this three-parter. And possibly... Don't don't even start with this shit, because this is some highfalutin esoteric nonsense. Yep, it's a real dense, pain-in-the-ass topic, but we'll make it fun. Or we'll try. And actually, speaking of fun, we are starting right in with the abyss today. And there is nothing more fun than an abyss. You would think so, you're a top. So sue me. No. Uh, <laughs> so yes, Dot, um, often numbered 11 on the tree, which is out of order, but whatever. Dot doesn't care about your fucking rules. It's a Klepa that isn't a Klepa. It's a Sephira that isn't a Sephira. 
Its planet is Pluto, which is a planet that's not a planet. So, Pluto's a planetoid or whatever? Mm-hmm. Does that mean it's like a sephiroid or a <laughs> clipoid? <laughs> is it a clipoid? I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, what's interesting, it's the only one that's on both trees, but it's also not on both trees. Yes, not on either tree. Yes. Well, being also on, on both, both trees. trees. Uh, it's a weirdie, and it's supposed to be the site of mega spiritual ordeal enlightenment. Yep. Um, so it's on the the world it's in is the Bria Atsilut mm-hmm. border. So this is where you're trying to go from Bria to Atsilut. Which is... The Absolute. Yep. Seriously. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back to the beginning of the series, please. Um, Associated Chakra, if -hmm. you want to go there, would be either Throat or Third Eye. Um, I kind of favor Throat, Mm -hmm. because the Abyss is weirdly associated with speech. Yeah. Um, The inhabitants of Dot include maybe... This guy called Koranzan. Koranzan. Yeah. And um, potentially all kinds of other shit. Um, Alistair Crowley famously Mm -hmm. crossed the abyss by uh, doing a bunch of drugs in the Sahara Desert and then getting possessed by a demon and then getting butt-fucked. So really, how hard could it be? Can I insert some kind of absolute vodka joke here? You're a little bit late, but I didn't let you get it in, so that's fine. Yes. Well, I figured with the drugs I could... Oh, okay. Absolute vodka. Yep. Enjoy responsibly. Wait, is that their tagline, or... I don't even... It's something that the government makes you say. Okay. Well, see, this is what happens when you're me and you haven't had a drink in seven years and counting. Yeah, I, I just remember it from the New Yorker ads that I enjoyed as a child. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, the Abyss is kind of like a cosmic waste dump of everything that once was, but was destroyed, and also everything that has never been. Yep. Basically, if it isn't real, it's It's, in the Yeah, yeah. So it's both chaotic and incoherent and confusing, but also full of unlimited possibility. Like dinosaurs. And, um, oh god, uh, jackalopes. Yeah. Well, there is kind of this, um, interesting Kabbalistic legend that there were a bunch of worlds made before our current world. Uh-huh. But God was like, they're evil, and destroyed them. Yeah. And if you read the play Cain by Lord Byron, there's mm-hmm. some reference to that. And I always kind of think of all of those, like, lost worlds chilling in Da'at. As filled with jackalopes? And dinosaurs. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, then there's this demon guy, Karanzon. Um, to be completely fair, Karanzon is a little bit more... Well, he's not as old as many of the other demons we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was first mentioned by John D, And Crowley was the one who made a big deal out of him. Yep. Um, he can be seen as not truly an individual, but as the personification of all of the chaotic forces of the Abyss. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Crowley says that his function is to destroy the ego, whatever that means. Doesn't seem to have worked for Crowley, if by ego we mean being fucking full of yourself. But, you know. Something happened. Well, he did sort of stop identifying as a singular individual consciousness. Yep. But then again, I've kind of already done that, and I don't think I crossed the abyss, so. Yeah. Meh. Um. Do-do-do. Also, yeah. Well, I you need to get to that point. I am going to, but you go first. Okay. Well, no, because I was going to make a point about a thing you hadn't gotten to yet. Okay. Stop reading over my shoulder, you little bad thing. Sorry. It's okay. Um. So destroying the ego is very kind of right hand pathy. Yeah. In some ways. Um. You know, it's could be this idea of reaching nirvana or becoming Mm -hmm. absorbed in the infinite. The left-hand path is more about going towards one's own godhood. So, Karansong can be looked at more accurately from our perspective as a destroyer of anything that prevents entry into the infernal Saperna triad and the world of Atsilut. This may include the ego, in whole or in part. Yes. Um, Confusingly, Crowley talks about the Black Brothers of the left-hand path, which is not an intentionally really racialized sounding term, but does sound kind of bad, Um, which is his term for people who kind of got stuck in the abyss Mm -hmm. and doesn't really refer to our goals here. Yep. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, right. So, if Kronzon functions to destroy the ego and also whatever else is in the way, or not our ego and whatever's mm-hmm. in the way, is it destruction, basically does destruction mean he takes it into Da'at, where nothing is? Or things what? that are Basically anything that he destroys, he brings into a Da'at where whoa, things whoa, that don't whoa, exist whoa. exist. Whoa, okay, so if that's true then, though... That means the Black Brothers of the left-hand path are actually just all the egos. So it could be read as not like the magicians who cracked out and got stuck there, but as the left-behind egos. Yes. What? Okay. Well, here's another take on Karanzan. Um... This is my weird little pet theory. Uh-huh. So as we've talked about way back in episode one, I think, in Kabbalah you have a bunch of souls. Yep. Um, the most relevant being the Nefesh, the Ruach, and the Neshima. Yep. The Nefesh kind of is the soul of the body. The Ruach is the soul of the mind. The Neshima is the spiritual soul. Um, Nefesh could be corresponded roughly to id, Ruach to ego, and Neshima to superego. So we're going to focus on this Ruach as ego idea for a second. Um, Because the Ruach does a lot of great things, but can also get in the way Uh of magic by babbling, overthinking, having anxiety, Mm -hmm. etc. Karanzan is associated with inane chatter. Mm -hmm. 
So I believe that the conflict with Karanzon represents a conflict with the Ruach and hopefully a final mastery over it, allowing it to be controlled and selectively silenced in order to allow for comprehension of the spheres of Occident. Mm. So basically confronting Karanzon and destroying the ego is kind of like yeah, making your brain shut up. Yes. What I was going to say was you could also, I think, have the Ruach as the superego and the Neshima as the ego. But the thing is, the way ego is used in ego death, that wouldn't be accurate. Yeah. But the way it's used in Freudian analysis, it would be more accurate. Because, like, the ego is sort of, like, I think, in Freudian terms, closer to the true will. Eh, I need to brush up on my Freud. Yep. Um, so, anyway, you have some kind of confrontation in the Abyss with this Karanzon critter. Yep. Slash your own crappy anxiety brain. Yep. <laughs> and then if you get through it, you end up in Sartariel. Which means the concealment of God or the veiled ones. Yes. By the way, I'm a really bad person and I forgot to mention that dot means knowledge. Oh, that's weird. What, you didn't know that dot means knowledge or you've forgotten? I hadn't been thinking about that in mm -hmm. connection with dot, what dot contains. Yeah. And the fact that dot contains things that don't exist is a weird... Super weird. Yeah. Anyway, though, we're now... Having crossed the abyss yep. and attained the degree of Magus, we uh, are in Sartariel. Yep. Um, the equivalent Sephira is Bina. Its yeah. planet is Saturn. It's in the world of Absolute, mm -hmm. First Infernal Palace, um, Chakra Third Eye. Yep. And its inhabitants is Aishet Zenunim, who may also be known as Lilith the Elder. Or Babylon. Good old Babylon. Our keywords here are the infernal feminine, the secret, the concealed, the veiled, the sacred whore, Babylon the Great, the high priestess, the empress, the woman girt with sword, and uh, in the Solve and Coagula, this would be Solve. Mm -hmm. So, Aisheth. You want to talk about Aisheth? Well, she is the oldest consort of lucifer in our theology mm -hmm. um in fact they were at one point one being yes and god separated them because he liked the light and was not so cool with the darkness and also not so cool with anything too womany um or yeah. feminine yes um and so like the whole splitting the light from the darkness we read as separation of lucifer and Aisheth. Mm -hmm. uh Aisheth also is a weird thing to call her because Aisheth in the Hebrew essentially means woman of but just roll with it um well yeah the the full is Aisheth Senunim yes which is woman of harlotry yep but we decided to shorten her name we've been calling her Aisheth for a while someone was like that's really bad Hebrew Mm -hmm. I tried to shorten it to Isha, which just means woman, and eh. she didn't like it. 
Yep. Which is UPG, obviously, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she basically was like, I would rather be called by a nonsense word than just be called woman, so... Yeah, there you go. Um... And let's hear what else. Um, well, she's kind of considered the cause of the war in heaven. Yep. Because when she and Samael slash Lucifer were split, um, they became aware of the injustice of God preferring one of them over the other. And also fell in love. Invented and, sex. And decided that love of an equal was better than obedience to a superior. Yes. Um, so they started that whole war in heaven thing. Um, she's been credited as being the serpent of Eden at times. Yep. Or maybe it was her and Lucifer kind of rolled up in one. Yep. IDK. Um, there is some weird stuff with gender because this is the infernal triad and not the... Supernal triad. Yep. Yeah. Uh... uh is sometimes known as the woman girt with a sword. Uh, she is apparently equipped with a blind serpent upon which Samael rides, or is the blind serpent upon which Samael rides. And also Samael, in some stories, is castrate. And, yeah. Uh, she also has a big old venom-dripping sword. Yep. Which is pretty... It's pretty phallic guys okay yep um she's described in having at least two aspects in the yes. zohar um first she appears in scarlet and purple and lots of jewelry as sort of this beautiful harlot yeah and then she comes back wearing a garment made out of fire with her big old venom dripping sword yep um me yeah she's wonderful yep she's also very much associated with like death and also birth mm -hmm. um and also the states in between like life gradually eventually leads to death mm -hmm. and death leads to life again through the process of decay yeah and she does love decay she, she loves a fungus she loves a carrion eating animal yep um she also um she's very associated with revolution yep as sort of the catalyst of the war in heaven um she's really and one of the ways i picture her is kind of like anarchist propaganda from the 19th century yep. of like liberty as like a woman holding a torch yep that's definitely her yeah um she's great back in our and is there a mrs satan episode we have a whole lot about her yep um so you should maybe Good. listen to that if you want to yep get to know her better yep she is wonderful um and yeah Tutorial for Klipa. Yep. Then we go over to uh, number two. Wait, before Wait. we get to this. Okay. I just had a thought, which is I feel like maybe Tutorial might show up as like a haunted house with like covers over all of the furniture because of the veiled ones of God. 
Oh, that's cool, actually. Yeah. That is a very good image for it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sheet ghosts. Yeah. She does, and I forgot to mention, she does also seem to appear as a veiled woman, or sometimes with a skull face. Yep. Um, also sometimes like a veiled leper. Mm, yes. Yes. Uh, so yeah. Number two, Gogiel, which means the confusion of God. This is equivalent <laughs> to the Sephira Kokma. Yes, God is very confused. I usually, I think of it more like confusion to our enemies. Yes. What were you giggling about? Oh, I was just thinking about God being confused when Lucifer revolts because he separated him from Aisha. <laughs> He's like, what? You can't do that. I'm God. Exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so yes, our equivalent Sephira is Chokma. The planet is Neptune. We're in the world Atsilut. Yep. The Infernal Palace is the first. Chakra is the third eye. Inhabitants is Samael slash Lucifer slash whatever you want to call him, kind of the uh, infernal masculine, although yep. as we keep emphasizing. The masculine ain't that traditionally masculine, and the feminine ain't that traditionally feminine. Exactly. And there seem to be dicks in all the places that there are not supposed to be dicks. Yep. And <laughs> who knows what all. Think Geiger drawing. Yes. Anyway, um, so yes, our, our keywords here are the Infernal Masculine, the Lightbringer, uh, Chaos, Devil, Rebellion, Catalyst, Change, Creation, Incitement, Anarchy, and uh, the Coagula of Solvang Coagula. Yeah, wait, I thought, well, never mind. Do I have the Solvang Coagula backwards? I think you might. Can I pause it for a second to check? Wait, you don't need to pause it because I have a... Yep, I'm right. You're right. It is backwards. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Gogiel would be the Solve and uh, Satariel would, would be, be the Coagula. That's what I thought. Sorry. Yep. Which makes a lot more sense because I kind of view. Um, what da 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 da? You could maybe think of Satariel as matter and Gogiel as energy, maybe. Or I think of them as uh, Satariel as the presence of all pigment and Gogiel as the presence of all light. Mm, okay. You could do that. Um, I think in some ways... Mm -hmm. Well, you know what, actually, let's not get into that debate. I feel like talking about matter this far up the tree is a little weird. Yeah. But I also know that you are on team... Everything is matter, even if it's spiritual. Yes. And I'm team no <laughs> to that. <laughs> Everything is made of something. But you know what? No, we're not going to do that yeah. debate right now. We'll talk about that later. Anyway. So we, uh, we know who Lucifer is, hopefully. Um... We know what he's about. You know. Better the devil you know than better the devil you don't. Yeah. Um. Really, we could.
go into all manner of legends and stories about him, but honestly, the rest of this entire podcast does that a lot. Yep. And if you're listening, you probably feel like you know what the devil's about. Yep, if you want to hear our take, the first episode is about that. Exactly. So, rather than reiterate a bunch of that shit, let's move on to... Thalmiel. Thalmiel. Nice. Thalmiel, which means twins of God. Um, This is the top of the tree. Yep. We made it all the way up. Well, yep. uh, in the podcast we did. We haven't initiated up yeah, here. We're still in Rob's wreck. You know, I kind of hope that we'd be a little bit more impressive if we'd already got all the way up here. Yeah. But who knows? Um, so the equivalent sephira is Keter. Um, for the planet, it's popular to say the entire Zodiac. The entire fucking Zodiac. All of them. All of those constellations. Yep. Um, the world is Atsilut. Infernal Palace is the first. Yep. This is the crown chakra. Yep. Our inhabitants are... Baphomet slash Satan, Aisha Zanunim, and Lucifer is one. Yep. So our keywords are the infernal androgen, two is one, one is two, Solvay and Coagula, union of opposites, separateness and love between equal individuals, balance of forces, and godhood attains. Yep. So yes, we we consider Satan, I mean, sometimes we say Satan to mean Lucifer because we're lazy and that's what people usually do. Yep. But for us, Satan is Baphomet, is Lucifer and Aisha Senunim united as one sexual and spiritual couple. Yes. Satan is also the two of them standing side by side. They are, yeah. They are one and yet two. They come apart and come together, Solve and Coagula. Yep. And their two-ness allows their oneness. Exactly. Um, so honestly, talking about the philosophy of Thomiel is so incredibly fruitful to me yes. um because keter represents unity with the ultimate but thalmail represents division and standing next to the ultimate yeah i think it's the ultimate standing next to the ultimate but also not existing yes um you know I consider the fact that all is not one in the universe to be a good yep. thing. Because if everything is fundamentally controlled by one force, then there can be no freedom. There can be no true love, only the solipsism of God. Yep. Two is the minimum number for things like equality, love, friendship, freedom, diversity, and pretty much anything I value to exist. Yep. And also, like, even beauty in a strange way because there needs to be an observer exactly um arguably one in a world without anything else doesn't exist yeah yeah there is no such thing as one without two yeah yeah um you know it's interesting i was <laughs> makes me think about in class yesterday Someone was talking about the teachings of a certain guru mm -hmm. who is basically telling everyone, like, 
well, we all come from, you know, the same source. We all come from Brahman. We're all mm. sort of little pieces yeah. of that incarnated on Earth. So why would you not help each other if we're all made of the same thing? And that's a very typical sort of right-hand pathy take. Yeah. And it's sweet, but at the same time, it's like, do we all have to be the same in order to like each other? Yeah, like, why shouldn't I help someone different from me? The idea that, like, we all have to, I don't know, like, bleed red or be the same on the inside in order for, like, helping each other to be something of value, I don't need to be the same as someone to help them. Yeah. Like... It it kind of, it creeps me out, this idea that, like, yeah. in order to accept someone else, you have to be like, oh, we're not that different after all. Yeah, no. Which is so prevalent. Exactly. I feel like, you know, we should be able to, like, help a, like, silica-based life form with, like, copper-based blood that bleeds fucking green. Right? I mean... And communicates through, like, a series of flashing lights that we can't comprehend. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, one of the things Thaumiel represents is that all is not one, and that's good. Yep. And we can be different, and that's good. We yep. can be separate, and that's good. Yep. You know, we don't have to all be kind of one spiritual organism, ultimately. We can be a bunch of different organisms. Yeah. And be kind and good to one another yeah and in fact that's better than all being one thing it is better because if you believe that all is one then the only kind of love is self-love and the only kind of yeah helping others is self-interest yeah and that's kind of weird and gross really yeah. um yeah yikes wow we got through the top three kind of fast oh well, yeah because we haven't we haven't been there yep yeah Huh. Goodness. Uh, okay, so I have a weird thought about Gogiel as well. Okay, yeah. And apparently my brain is filled with home decor. Okay, what's what's your decor for Gogiel? I feel like, you know, the, like, lamp section in, like, a hardware store or, like... Okay, so just a shit ton of lights? I feel like that's one way of looking at it, yes. Okay, well, I started giggling because I thought of a simpler way to look at Thaumiel that's even sillier. Tell me. Literally just a fucking tandem bicycle. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Does that make Daisy Daisy a Thaumiel him? I hate you and yet I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> Goodness. Yep. So... Also, yeah, like an ice cream sundae with two spoons in it. <laughs> or like a couple drinking out of the same milkshake. Yes. Yes, that is Thaumiel. Yeah. And Thaumiel is about two things that are different. different. Mm -hmm. And while dualist, not necessarily in conflict. No. Because a more traditional dualism would have one thing having to be triumphant, or at least trying to be triumphant. Yes, yes. And, no, different things can exist, and that can be a happy state of affairs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 
I would say it is quite preferable. Yep, and, like, there can be different forces, and it's, like, why is good versus evil seen as the fundamental thing? Like, why can't it be, like, there are other divisions, like, mm -hmm. paper airplanes and frogs. Yes, that's definitely another good point. There is... A lot of stuff in the universe that is not really related to other things in the universe directly. Yep. Um, and that's great, you know? Yeah. It's not all just either conflict or cooperation. Sometimes, Sometimes it's kind of indifference yep. or irrelevance. Exactly. Um, and that's beautiful too, yeah. Well, because if you didn't have the possibility of being indifferent to something, again, love couldn't exist. Not really. Exactly, exactly. And, in a sense, if you didn't have the possibility of hate and conflict, love couldn't really exist. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, you know, just like they say it's ne not healthy when couples never fight. Yeah. And you can handle conflict better or worse. But it has to exist. Yep. And, I mean, that's one of the things that I think... I always found really creepy about the Christian God and the Christian yep. heaven is that you just, you go up there and you are kind of automatically happy because you have to be because you're in heaven and everything's perfect. So I guess nothing really changes because yep. change is implies imperfection in some way. Yep. Though I think, yeah, to me, changelessness is imperfection. I mean, I agree, but, you know, yeah. in sort of that more... Platonic. Yeah. Yeah, in Platonism, nothing can be perfect if it moves, ever. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, another interesting thing about Thomiel, um, I'm not going to remember the names of all of the rabbis in this story, uh -huh. but there's kind of a famous little Kabbalistic parable about four rabbis who mm -hmm. are brought into paradise, basically. Yep. Um, and the first one dies, the second goes insane, mm -hmm. the fourth, like, you know, is fine and maintains his faith and is kind of like, yep. usually thought of as the, the good one, but the third is the interesting one to us, uh, yep. and his name was Aher, um, which is sort of similar to my name, uh, uh -huh. and I find that exciting, but, um, he looked around and he said, oh, there's two in heaven. Meaning there was him and God. <laughs> and so he became an apostate and yep. started doing magic, apparently. And became this, like, hermeticist, like... You can't see it, yeah, but I am given the horns. You're given the horns, yeah. Um, so two in heaven is very Thomiel. Yeah. Uh, he had, like, the Thomiel awakening, um, essentially. As opposed to having a Keter awakening. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, because we have some extra time here. Yes. We can discuss some really silly shit. Uh, okay. What What are you wanting to discuss? Thaumiel. Okay. And two in heaven. And could one theoretically relate this to the, like, tween party game seven minutes in heaven? You're such a butt. 
And yes, you could. You could. And, okay, but on a serious note, the fact that you can apply all these sort of seemingly silly things like Daisy Daisies, Seven Minutes mm -hmm. in Heaven, yeah. whatever, mm -hmm. implies that the, like, different Klippa, like, they show up in the world. They're around. They're hanging out. Well, yes. Absolutely. As principles. Um... I mean, that's what emanation means. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was telling our listeners. Yeah, well, I was I was agreeing with yeah. you and also telling my listeners, yeah. our listeners, what emanation means. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, and also, we have to talk about them in some way. Yes. Because even though they're imminent yep. in the world, they're also really weird. And yeah. not that close to normal consciousness? Yeah. Well, or experience? Is in some ways, there's imminence of them in the world, but then also experiencing a whole world of that is weird. Yeah. Which, you know, to be fair, we have never actually really done. Because you can't initiate into these spheres, yeah. but... You're still an alive human in a physical body. Yep. Which means you're kind of in behemoth the whole time. Yep. No matter what. Yep. That is an important thing to remember. Yeah. Um, and you, know, you can go astrally travel and stuff. And yep. That's great, but you'll still be interpreting whatever you see with your meat brain. Yep. And that's fine. It just... Don't forget the meat brain. It exists. And it is your friend. Yep, we love the meat brain. Yeah. Now, this brings us to a little question, though, about counting the number of the Klippa. Because, you know, the number of the Sephirot is continued to be, is considered to be 10. Yep. And the number of the Klippot is considered to be 11. But yep. that could either be because you're counting to Ot. Or because Thaumiel counts as two. Yep. So I guess potentially you could decide that the number is 12. Yep. If you did both. Yep. You can do this. But 11 is cooler. Yep. Because when you think about Thaumiel. Yep. It's two ones. Yes. And it's the Roman numeral two. And exactly. It's 11. And yeah, it's. Yep. This is what. Kabbalah will do to your brain. Yep. This is your brain on Kabbalah. That and, is our episode title. Yep. And it's just an egg hovering in the air. Spinning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> or yep. is it a tree of eggs? Oh my god. I love it. Oh my god. I love it so much. <laughs> okay. Um. Well... It's a little short, but maybe we should just go ahead and wind it up. Yeah, I guess we can do that. Um, unless we want to sort of... Oh. No. What? I think that we kind of covered, like, ideas about how you can initiate through them in our first episode on this. Yeah, I think so. And, of course, there's a lot of approaches to that. Yep. Um, um maybe one day... 
years in the future, we'll get into the goddamn tunnels. Oh, yeah, the tunnels of Set. That is, um, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> tunnels of Set, by the way, um, is a term for all the different pathways between the spheres. Yep. And we have not even started working on those. Yep, you can move between spheres without going through the tunnels. We thought we had to do the tunnels. It turns out we don't have to. And that is a good thing. But the tunnels are really interesting and full of interesting demons and beings. Yep. Um, and you can read about them in Night Side of Eden, which is a book that does not make a lick of sense. Yep. It's by Kenneth Grant. Um... Oh, yeah, actually, one thing I want to mention before we wrap yeah. this up is sources. Oh, yeah. So, look. <laughs> Learning about the Quipote is an unholy pain in the ass. Our My main source uh -huh. is a book called Kabbalah, Clifford, and Goetic Magic yep. by Thomas Carlson, which is a very good book, but the guy seems like he might be a little bit crypto-fascist. Yep. Even though it doesn't really come through in the book much. Yep. Looking at his online... Presence. Mm. So basically what I'm telling you to do is steal the book. Yep. Which is satire, of course. I would not advocate committing a crime or piracy. Yes, never. Never. However, I will very humorously say, steal the book. Exactly. Ha ha ha. Hilarious. <laughs> um... And I wish I didn't have to recommend that book, but honestly, most of the other practical guides on working through the Klepot are worse. They are filled with fucking garbage. Yeah, like um, Tree of Klepot by um, Asenath Mason and the Temple of Ascending Flame is mostly just nonsense. Very... Yeah, it, it, it's super metal. Like, there's lots of guided visualizations where Lilith shows up in a chainmail bikini and With sucks blood, blood on her titties. Yeah, it's, um... It's stupid. There are a couple of essays in it because it's kind of an anthology. Yeah. So a couple of the sections are kind of good, but for the most part, it's a virtually useless book. And again, it's not that we object to, like, gore or monsters or like metal video -y imagery is just like that's not all it is it's not all like bats with chainsaws well and in terms of the philosophical content of the different klepa yeah i really felt like that book kept saying the same thing for every single different yeah. klepa which is like oh it's about coming face to face with your taboo sexuality and dark desires i'm like listen we have been doing that i've been doing bdsm my entire adult life yeah. And also, are you really telling me that every single sphere is just more like how many bloody weird... chainmail succubus titties? Yeah, because I don't know. I feel like as desires go, like not actually the most stigmatized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, and I'm also not necessarily convinced that the Temple of Ascending Flame has politics that much better than Thomas Carlson's. Yep. Um, so... Another guy who has not the best politics in the world, but shockingly not the worst, considering he used to be an O9A, uh, VK Jehannam yep. is a blogger who uh, decided he didn't want to be in a white supremacist Satanist org anymore. 
Yep. Um, his writings on the Quipote, pretty decent, honestly. Yeah. Incidentally, one of the reasons why he left O9A was he was interested in Kabbalah, and they don't like that because it's too Jewish. Oh, yeah. Yep, that is one of the reasons. Also, he was just like, so wait, this is all about becoming space Nazis? This is this is all about becoming starship troopers? That seems dumb. Yep. <laughs> and left. Weird guy. I have mixed feelings on him, but yep. he kind of knows his stuff. Yep. Even though he might also start talking about UFOs. Yep. Um... We're in great company, aren't we? we? I know. Other sources on the Kleepote, though, um, kind of creative readings of older Jewish Kabbalistic texts. Yep. Um, A lot of my information on the consorts has come out of places like Treatise on the Left Emanation and the Zohar. Yep. Um, so that stuff is very worth looking at. Yep. Also, weirdly, The Vision and the Voice by Aleister Crowley... Has some stuff. It It's kind of about the Enochian Aethers, but it's also kind of about the Sephiroth, but it's also kind of about the Kleepote, to be perfectly honest. Yep. And I think it's really worth reading because... If only to see, like, how a sphere working can go and how weird it can be. Yep. Uh, be prepared for weird. Yeah. And it's just, it's a fun book. It's trippy. It makes yep. no sense. I want someone to turn it into a psychedelic animated film. I love you. I love you, too. Um, but, yeah. If you do end up doing sphere workings. You can email at us at speak of the devil podcast 666 at gmail.com and tell us how it goes yeah tell us about your ritual tell us how much you hate us for suggesting that you might possibly do this Bet- tell us how much you hate us for not knowing about the actually good book on the clefot or clefot or god i can't keep up with these stupid pronunciations tell us how much you hate us for not knowing about the actually good books on the topic because we haven't found them, please help us. We we've been looking. We have been. <laughs> um, although I'm 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 not going to read the temp um I'm not going to read the misanthropic Luciferian order slash current two eighteen shit, so don't yeah. even tell Don't me even <laughs> All right. All right, well, um, I guess we'll wrap it up. Hopefully that was relatively coherent. Yes. And we are going to try and get into a monthly schedule, which will involve actually putting record podcast on our calendars. Yes. As a a repeating event. Yep. Because we somehow thought that we would just find time to do this. Yeah. In our schedule. Well, I think that historically we did because we were doing it long distance and it gave us a chance to voice chat. Yeah. Uh, that is true. But also, we weren't literally running a church. That is true. And, and you weren't we, in seminary. And yet. I wasn't in seminary. And now we very much are both of those things. Yep. Um, so yeah. Hail Satan, everyone. Honey, you forgot the... Oh, backward satanic message. It has been a long time. Shit. Yep. 
Um, I have one. Okay, go for it. <sighs> um, fuck it. Okay, that works. All right. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Bye. 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 Oh my God. <laughs>